the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome along. This is episode 227 of the Boys of Tech for the week commencing Monday the 26th of August 2013. My name is Edwin Herman. We're here in the studio and I'm joined over Skype by my familiar co-host, Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, hey. Hey, another week, another weekend. And Brett, I have to confess, I, I had three drinking nights in the last four days whoa yeah you know <laughs> and i don't know i can't i i, I think the, something like the last three days four different times by different people i was told i look like stephen merchant <laughs> including a friend who uh didn't want to tell me this for months because she thought i, I would like go crazy like berserk like i wouldn't take it well and then when, when others said it in front of her, she said, well, actually, that's what I thought when I first saw you. So there you go. I, I don't think I look really much like him. I mean, I've, I Googled him to re-familiarize myself with what he looks like and, you know, but no, nah, I don't think so. What do you think, Brett? Do I look like Stephen Merchant? Uh, I, I wouldn't have called that, no. No, I wouldn't have either. But, you know, apparently. But I'll tell you what, though. One of the parties I went to on Saturday night, uh, yeah, Saturday night, it was a case of Stephen Merchant meets Carly Rae Jepsen. I met Carly Rae Jepsen. Not the real one, but a lookalike. Boy, you could not tell the difference. The only thing I regret, I didn't get a photo with her. I was going to, I should do. In fact, I, I want to do this. I want to get a photo with her and tag it. Stephen Merchant meets Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> that bad boy's going to go up on Twitter. <laughs> oh dear. But nobody would no nobody would think it was Stephen Merchant because you don't look like him. Well, I agree, look, I agree, but so many people told me this. I mean, I'm I'm waiting outside one of the clubs in town, the guy behind me goes, "Dude, you look like uh that guy um uh, Merch, uh Stephen Stephen Merchant. That's who you look like." And I'm like, uh, how, "How drunk was he?" He he seemed okay. He he seemed like I mean no, he wasn't completely. He hadn't got beer goggles, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> but um, look, I I don't know, and the, and it's all it's all. I mean, I've heard this once before, like maybe two months ago, and then just in the last three days, like four different people have said this. It's kind of like I don't know. It's like <sighs> yeah, I don't know what it's like. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh yes. Anyway. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, because there's, there's been a few events for me this in the last few days. I have a few stories. Um, that was one of them. The other the other story I have for you is my, my party trick. Like, one of my colleagues at work, his party trick was to spill beer on a chair and spill two-thirds of a bag of chips on the floor. And How's that a party trick? It's not a – well, no, he's he's basically a klutz. But, you know, my party trick is, is it, I think, trumps this. This this is after the fact. No one no one saw this because I, I was kind of there on my own. But anyway, um, this is after the fact. I went back up to the office and then I decided to leave. So I did what I normally do and that's I go to the door and I open it. But um, when I opened it, the whole door came off its hinges. In fact, the whole frame came out of the wall <laughs> with the door and its hinges. 
Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, what, do, what should I do? What should I do? So I called the security office and I said, uh, hi, it's Eddie here from you know such and such department. I'm, I'm on floor such and such. And I, I just went to open the door and, and it, it kind of came off its hinges. And the guy down the phone's going, the whole door? And I'm like, yep, the, <laughs> the whole door. Uh. Oh, man. Like I say, it wasn't just the hinges. It was the whole frame. Came, oh, man. Anyway, that's my party trick. That, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I know. I'm glad no one was there to see it. Oh, yeah, that, that wouldn't, have been, um, wouldn't have been good. But anyway, parties aside, and mind you, Saturday night was the only party I've ever been to where they've had parsnip and yam punch. Okay, where they've had punch, where someone's tossed in a raw parsnip and a couple of raw yams. And bit, that that bit, sounds gross. Yeah, it kind of does, yeah. But, you know, it's what they did. Needless to say, I didn't have any of the uh, punch, although I did chew on the uh, parsnip. Anyway... So let's get into the stories uh, for this week. We have all about four stories or so. First of all, and I think this is kind of uh, ingenious, a bar in Ireland. Is it Ireland? Brett, was it Ireland? No, uh, it wasn't. It was California, wasn't it? It was an yes. I- Irish bar in, in an Irish in, pub in, in California. In Stockton, California. That's the one. Let me get the story straight. Anyway, they won't let you in after nine o'clock unless you are a friend on Facebook. Hmm. That's their way of vetting you. So there's the guy that bounces outside, you know, big burly bouncer with an iPad. And <laughs> you kind of tell him what your profile is and he goes and checks whether you're a friend. And if you're not, sorry, go find somewhere else. Interesting. It's certainly a way to make sure that you only ever have the same crowd. Ever. Well, look, to, to be fair, Brett, they do have 10,000 friends and you would you would get you know you get I don't know maybe I don't know how big this thing is but uh, oh maybe hundred vetted each and every one of those profiles he says he has the proprietor says he has really yeah I also think the proprietor is a liar but then <laughs> well I, I guess it comes down to what you call vetting I mean you know he probably has a quick lie oh, he looks okay um, yep you know I don't know yeah but how much of your time would you have to spend doing that I, when I, you should be running his pub. Well, the reason you, look, most people will probably be wondering right now, why would you do this? The reason he's done this, it's the basically that was the solution. The problem was that he was getting some undesirables later on in the evening. Ah, uh, and his bounce wasn't doing a good job of keeping the undesirables out. Pretty much, I well, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> don't you normally get a bouncer? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, st- I, yeah, I still don't get how the the whole friends thing is supposed to make that. It's nice to make that better because if your bouncer wasn't getting rid of the the drunken louts, how's the bouncer going to continue to get rid of the drunken louts? Yeah, I do wonder that. And someone else made a comment about the fact that uh, it kind of relies on the fact that on Facebook everyone tells the truth about who they are and all that. Of course, because there's no such thing as a fake account on Facebook. A fake account, that's right. Uh, I personally don't know anybody or number of people that I could count on, well, that I couldn't count on the appendages on my body who have more than one Facebook account. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but, everybody but, has one and they always use their legitimate details. <laughs> okay, I hear what you're saying, but the counter to that, though, that I would say is that, let, let's think about the purpose of this. The purpose well, yeah, but is, let's think is about to, the purpose of this. Is it's to keep obviously ha- his bouncer wasn't doing a good enough job to begin with, so now the bouncer is instead going to check to see whether or not you're a Facebook friend. No, 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 and no. But it's Brett. completely impossible to become a Facebook friend within five minutes of queuing up for the door. Yeah, but listen, listen. 
listen to what I'm going to say. I the point is the people these undesirables are not they're just opportunists. They're just people who who obviously are are, are going by and it's like yeah let, let's just let's all rock, rock on in here you know that. Yeah. Yes, you're right. They could just set up a profile, but they're not that. I don't think they're that determined. They're just the general undesirables and that are opportunists at the that time. If the bouncer was doing their appropriate job, they wouldn't have gotten it in, in the first place. Well, I do agree with that as well. I mean, I don't know what. Yeah, that's it, the purpose of a bouncer. Or, they're to they're to stop the uh, the undesirables finger quotes from getting in. Well, what we can what we can uh, understand from this is that it's working. He says it's working beautifully. So I, you know, um, I look. I, I do agree with what you're saying. I mean, why wasn't the bouncer keeping the riffraff out to start with? But precisely, in, in any event, it's, <laughs> it's working. It's working. So yeah, yeah. Hmm, and who are we to I say? can't wait to read the news story about somebody being fired from their job because they are friends with too many bars and other undesirable <laughs> restaurants for, for a professional person's Facebook profile. Yeah. Hence why people have more than one Facebook yeah, account. Yeah, a different a Facebook account where that their boss or employer knows about and their personal Facebook account, which generally has some random nickname and no mention of your real name whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I can see why people would do that, absolutely. I think it's silly. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's working in this instance, but... Uh, <laughs> what else? Look, I, I don't think this you is... You could a- just as easily go, you know... You're looking a little undesirable. We're going to grab it, snap a picture of you, and you can come in. But if you cause an incident, we've already got a picture of you. It'd be just the same. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would be. Actually, wouldn't that be easier? Like uh, far the, easier because and there'd be you far would allow fewer people who don't use Facebook to come in. Because there'd be far fewer undesirables. So instead of ten, trying to worry about ten thousand potential customers to to maintain on this database, you just have to have like the maybe fifty or so undesirables or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, mm. some wise words there from you, Brett. Hey, let's move on and talk about the leaked iPhone pictures. Now, I'm talking about the the supposed iPhone 5S, the next one. It's supposedly gold, and uh, there's been pictures uh, put out on that. And, of course, the iPhone 5C. Again, this is all rumoured. Uh, this is supposed to be like the plastic version, the, the, the low-cost version, the budget version. Apple have got a media event, I think, on September the is it ninth, ninth or tenth? Tenth, yeah. And so this is what people are expecting they're going to announce this this gold iPhone five S or whatever they call it, and also a a low cost version because the iPhone is a premium price, isn't it, Brett? It is. Even the the, the cheap one is expensive. The current cheap one, you mean? The current cheapest one you can get, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not no, that no. cheap, is it? No the, no, the old iPhone 4 with, um, what is it, 8, 8 gig? What was it, 16? I can't remember what the smallest one for the iPhone 4, first iPhone 4 was. But whatever, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I take it. Oh, you probably it's ex- can get an iPhone 3G somewhere still. Well, not new, I don't think. Well, but maybe. <sighs> Never know. I'd be surprised. But in any event, uh, you know, I think Apple, if, if this, this is all rumoured, but if it's true, I think Apple will have realised that perhaps they do, there is a, a market for the sort of um, not so premium, uh, you know, place in the market. One thing they will never do, uh, I'm sure, and that is go entry level. They will never do, they don't do entry level anything, to be honest. 
No. They never have. And that's. <laughs> no, God, not even an Apple mouse is entry level. Yeah, I know. I know. An, cheap, a, a basic, <laughs> a basic bulk standard Apple mouse will cost you the same as a pretty flash regular mouse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's freaking ridiculous. I know. But that's because. They're but yeah, the- even the cheap, <laughs> the iPhone cheap, uh, is going to be expensive. Well, I think. Well, here's the thing. I think it'll be mid. It'll be mid, I think. Here's my, that's my guess. It won't be the same. I mean, it, it'll be lower, but I think it'll be mid. Let's, who knows? This all could all be fake. These pictures might be uh, a red herring. Entirely possible. Hmm. But uh, I guess, look, let's wait for September the 10th, see what happens, see what's announced. But, yeah, pictures are out, apparently. Yeah, so hmm. you're going to finally get a new phone. Well, actually, there's a thought. There is a thought. So hey, tell you. Champagne-coloured iPhone 5S. Tell you what, I'm not the only one with these dumb phones. I'm seeing more and more people with them, more and more. More and more people are realising that smartphones... Mm. I mean, they're good, but, you know, it it depends what you need out of a phone. Exactly. Mm. (laughs) It really depends on what you need out of a phone and what are the other devices you use in your your life. Yeah, exactly. As to whether or not it fits in and actually has a place or if it's something that you go, oh, I can so see a use for that. Mm. And then you use it for a few months and then suddenly the the things that you did use it for, you start using it for less and less. Mm, That's right. But, you know, I, I'm going back to your question, I'm, I'm, I, but depending on what the announcement is and what the price point is, I, I might consider it. We'll have to have a look. Now, how about this? The sleep texting epidemic. We're talking about people who are so addicted to texting, they do it so much on the phone, you know, we're talking SMS messages, that they do it in their sleep unknown, unknowingly. So friends get things oh. at like half past three in the morning. So like somnambulation, except texting instead of wandering yeah, around. Yes, exactly. They have no recollection the next day. I didn't think wandering around was a very big thing these days. Sleepwalking. But we have sleep texting instead. Now, is this actually while they're asleep or is it in that those moments pre and post sleep? Well, I've had I, conversations you know, with people who have slightly woken me up but not entirely woken me up and had a conversation and then left and I've not fully gained consciousness and then gone back to sleep. Would you be And cons- then have no recollection of the, the conversations. But medically speaking, would you be considered asleep at that point or, or not? I don't know. Hmm. See, I don't know whether anyone's done any real studies on this. I mean, we know it's happening. We know that we know what we can observe the next morning and the, you know, the mm-hmm. person will tell you, I have no recollection. But exactly what state of sleep they're in, I don't know that any studies have been done. But yeah, it's... Uh, a bit worrying. The, the best thing, you know... Uh, w- Stop sleeping with the phone in your hand. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It is exactly that, Brett. It is put the phone somewhere else, out of the room even, you know, or, or yeah. Yeah. Uh, because presumably by the time you you have to get up and walk there, you, you, you would have woken up or you probably won't even remember where you've put it. So, yeah, don't keep the phone by your bed. And and certainly um, it, it is a problem if you're if you've got business contacts on your phone because that could you know you could be a negative impact there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows what you'll be texting to who? Yeah, because now different people have different experiences too. I mean, some apparently some people have been texting quite uh, coherent things, and others sort of perhaps not so coherent. A little bit of a jumble of phrases. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to be doing that to business contacts. <laughs> 
It's yeah. funny. It is very funny. I, I'd never heard of this at all. What yeah. I, but here, here's what I want to know. Is it really texting or is it sexting? <laughs> Depends, I guess, on the dream you are having at the time and uh, what you texted and who received it. Yeah, I think you might be right there. And on that note, I'm going <laughs> to quickly... Because at some points it might be called har- harassment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And on that <laughs> note, Brown, I'm going to quickly seg, seg into the next, uh, next story. And in fact, this is our final story for this episode. And this is the story about uh, the um, security researcher who found a bug in Facebook. And, and Facebook, as you, as you may know, Brett, have uh, bounties. They they give they, they pay out for bugs, for people yeah. who find bugs. Anyway, this guy, this supposedly an unemployed Palestinian programmer, has found this bug, but Facebook is refusing to pay out. And their reason is because Facebook says he broke the terms of use. And so they're not going to pay out. The, the bit that I'm completely confused about here is surely 99% of the time when you're finding a bug, you're, you're breaking the terms of use, are you not? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. Unless it's a performance bug, but if it's a, a security bug, by definition, you, you must be breaking the terms of use, aren't you? <laughs> well, indeed. And it depends on how strict they're going with that sort of thing. But from Facebook's comments on it is that they won't change their practices of not paying rewards to people who test vulnerabilities against other users. So that's that's their thing here is there. He tested whatever his thing was, this bug, out against other user accounts when he should have done it against because it's a test account. Right. When they, well, Facebook when they, has, yeah. Well, yeah, apparently he, Facebook has test accounts. Oh, it does? That you can use to confirm bugs. L- legit test accounts? Um, or you mean- that is what, that is what um, Joe Sullivan, the chief security officer of Facebook, has said. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so there was a way, a, a right way of doing it. But, but okay, in, in, how many people know that? Well, you didn't know it. No, I didn't know it until no. we, you know, the story came up. Yeah, exactly. So, Brett, in your opinion, Facebook, should they pay or shouldn't they? Well, they should have. He, he did hand over the, the the information about how what the bug was and how it was done, a detailed report, which he did do. He, they should have coughed up. Yep, but I'm, I'm sorry. I guess. Uh, and it really depends on who he used, who he tested, what user account he tested it against. Because if he tested it against a, a user account that might have been a legitimate user account of somebody else he knew, who already knew that this person was attempting to test this thing against them, then I, I think they should have paid. Because mm, that's not so bad, yeah. Look, I side, I side with you on this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, of course, there's good news for the guy, right, Brent? Mm, because the, very good news. Yeah, the CTO of Beyond Trust has launched a GoFundMe campaign to get him paid. Yeah. Uh, obviously not by Facebook, but by people who, who donate, you know, who, who pledge on the yeah, yeah. GoFundMe site. Crowdsourcing. Exactly. And how much has been raised already? Um, almost $12,000. Yeah, 12000 Slightly more US than dollars. the $500-odd that, um, that Facebook would typically pay out. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. Security researcher one of Facebook nil. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's... There are people out there who think that finding and reporting bugs in social media sites is a damn good idea and, yeah, <laughs> and have banded together to pay pay this guy a reward for finding a bug, which, when fixed, would make Facebook more 
secure. It would make it a better place for its users. Absolutely. So good on you, both Beyond Trust and everyone who pledged in that crowdsource fund. Indeed. Excellent. Good stuff. Brett, that's a good note on which to end the show, and I'm going to do so right now. I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. Always a pleasure, Ed. All right, we'll do it again uh, next week, although if it's a busy week, we'll probably do another episode partway through. But uh, in the meantime, take care, everyone. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.